This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Let's talk about SEO and PR and how how they could work together for you. Um, I know SEO, like we've always said that um, digital features with links back to our clients' websites always have great SEO value, but we are not an SEO firm. We stand by that. We are not an SEO firm, um, but SEO and PR, they go together. They work together for better results um, when it comes to digital marketing. You know, it's something that you need to obviously be aware of, but more than ever, it could have an impact on the kinds of stories that get picked up for your client. So let's talk about SEO. I know it sounds like it could be like unidentified, you know, like something out of Stranger Things or something that could be like in a spy movie, like, oh, there's an SEO on the horizon. It sounds almost like UFO or something like that. But SEO, we all know, stands for search engine optimization. It is the effort to kind of strategically work to have your website show up in search results. And in digital marketing, Marketers are using SEO keyword research to optimize their websites, to optimize their blog content, so they can increase organic traffic from Google. So they're thinking about what their target customers are going to be searching for in Google, and they're creating content or embedding sometimes content you can't see. Um, certain keywords in their content, let's say in the website itself, product descriptions, anchor text, things like that, um, or the blog content because that also has SEO value. And although traditional SEO might not normally apply to PR pros, you're probably at some point gonna be responsible for creating content for your clients around the brand, which means SEO that could be blended with your PR strategies and that'll help you bring your clients higher in those rankings, those search rankings. Google is like the be all end all of um, search and rankings and uh, you know the goal is you typically or your clients will typically want to appear on the first page and in the top of the first page of search when looking for certain keywords. Okay, makes sense so far? That's SEO you know, search engine optimization, your clients want to make their websites friendly to search terms their customers are looking for. So the search engines will pick them up and rank them high in those searches. Okay, so an example for that for us is we rank pretty high, I believe still, for um, baby PR agency and beauty PR agency, probably because we have a lot of content and case studies around that, um, those different niches. And also we've been around a long time. So I've had my website 17 years. So it's ranking high in those searches. Um, I have a query form and one of the 
questions I ask is where did you find us? And they'll say, search beauty PR on Google and we're showing up there. So, I mean, that's awesome, right? Great lead gen thing, but we're not actively doing a lot for it. Just consistently posting content that we, you know, uh, educate our audience on and probably um, brands would be searching for similar content. So it's working. Um, a lot of you know that, or many, I think you should know that I recently acquired PR Couture from Crosby Norix and one of the biggest um, pieces of value that we found in the overall uh, assets that we acquired was the high um, SEO value of the PR Couture website because she's had the site for 15 years. There's a ton of content around breaking into PR, getting um, you know established in a PR firm, creating your own PR firm, how do you uh, do PR from scratch? And for our coaching side of the business, that has a ton of value for us because we want to attract people who may not know about us. And so if they're searching those terms and they land on PR Couture, that's a great way for us to grow our audience and we call it like a top of the funnel strategy but for us that SEO value it's really hard to build that from scratch but in 15 years Crosby did an amazing job the content on the site is really good there's a ton of SEO value there and that was one of the main um, pieces to me that was exciting about bringing that into our um, umbrella the generation umbrella so I hope that helps um, give context there so we know um, traditional SEO might not normally apply to us but like I said we're creating content sometimes writing blog posts or social media posts or we do write product descriptions or um, founder stories things like that all of that on the website could help their SEO rankings by having certain keywords in there so what is the difference between SEO links and PR links? We need to know the difference and PR links can come from virtually any type of media where people are talking about companies, brands, product, product-based write-ups or services, industry topics, and that's PR, there's typically an opportunity for exposure. And these types of links typically focus on things like the potential exposure of the link, so that's views or clicks, aligning the link with the brand or campaign in both the page content and context, and other factors for increasing exposure through link clicks. So PR links, that's if you get your client written up in a media feature and they're talking about the company and as part of that feature, they link to your client's website. SEO links, on the other hand, are focused on keyword ranking opportunities through factors like the location of the links, anchor text. Um, anchor text means that, let's say there's a sentence that's vitamin C is essential for bright glowing skin, okay? So let's say they highlight the words bright glowing skin and they link that piece to your client's website. That's anchor text, bright glowing skin. So you're not seeing the link, but it's highlighted, right? Like a, like a hyperlink. Let's say it links to a vitamin C product. Somebody searching bright glowing skin or bright skin or glowing skin, that anchor text is gonna have SEO value for your client's website because the link goes to them. Um, 
it could just say you know the clients the name of the client's brand with a link that has less value because anybody searching the client's brand is going to type in the name of that brand and that anchor text relating it doesn't really add value to a search term like bright glowing skin because the anchor text is the name brand which people would be looking for anyway so bright glowing skin with a link back to your client's website, that's anchor text. And the other kind of uh, SEO link type is the context of the content, where it's located. So like I said, you know, is it what, what type of website? Um, is it a high ranking website? Something that has like high authority, they call it. Um, with Google, it's a high quality site, relevant in your niche, been around a long time, you know, vetted good quality content. And other ways that these articles, this, this search content is signaling to Google that the link is a sign of authority. So the search engine can reward the linked website with higher keyword rankings. So that piece authority that you've probably heard of, you know, the higher the authority of the linking site, the better. So basically SEO, long story short, the distinct difference between the two types of links is in the intentions behind the effort to obtain the link and what type of content it is. SEO is very specific in terms of like it's certain anchor text or where it's located or like if it's in the top of the article or if it's um, on a certain website, you know, PR links are all about exposure. Would your audience reading that publication find your brand, learn about it, and click through to learn more about your brand on your own website and buy? It's, it's different, right? SEO is to help your website rank higher in search. Those are the differences. Why does SEO matter as a PR pro? When you combine the two, you can help your clients boost brand awareness in as many places as possible. And we know PR and digital marketing changing like faster than ever before. I mean, we've always said that as PR pros, ah, oh, digital media is overtaking print, the sky is falling, um, print is dead, you know, digital you know, media is dead. None of that is true, it is changing. And I'd say faster, now than ever with affiliate marketing we talk about that all the time it's faster than i've ever seen you know and that's why we research these topics for you but um you know a huge portfolio of contacts or years of experience that's not cutting it anymore you have to stand out and have more in your toolbox to boost visibility and reach your clients and really SEO can help with that. And there's tools that we use too to search keywords and Google has their own if you have access to like a Google Ads um, dashboard. If you have a Google like G Suite, you can search keywords and see how they're ranking. Um, so SEO efforts can impact your client's PR goals better or worse, which is why it's important to understand benefits, drawbacks, best practices. Um, we want to increase traffic for our clients. SEO really helps with that. Um, so here are five ways we came up with that PR and SEO should go together hand in hand. The first is to define and use priority keywords for on-site content. So if you are writing blog posts or web pages, on brand owned domains, 
work to include your designated keyword in the following places. So the page title, the page URL, the first header, which is H1, um, alternate text on images. So when you embed images and you put them in to usually, let's say like a WordPress theme, there's a way to include alternate text on the images. That's all visible to a search engine, even though it might not be visible to the user, which is great because it's like secret hidden code for the search engine to pick up on and use that to rank the site. So alternate text on images and within page copy itself. Even though it's important to place your keyword into all of these areas, make sure you're writing copy for humans and not robots because throwing a bunch of keywords together just for the sake of including all of them and packing them in doesn't read like a normal sentence. So make sure that you are still writing cohesive, clear, coherent sentences and don't overuse your keyword because the site can also be penalized. Google's really smart. Like we used to write, I mean, way back in the day, we would write press releases for SEO and they picked up on that so fast and they no longer would rank when they realized that brands, companies could you know, put out a press release with their own copy in there and help kind of manipulate the, the algorithm, the search, they don't rank press releases high in terms of SEO value. Um, so again, write your copy for humans, but look at your priority keywords and you can put it again in the uh, page title, the page URL. So that means the literal link can include that keyword as part of the title and that'll be in the um, link and that will help um, with your SEO ranking. Um, it could be on alternate text and images, which is great because um, unless they click through it or try to save it or you know look up information and see alt text, um, people are just gonna see the image and maybe the caption, but not the alternate text. So you can embed some keywords and images. And then of course, organically in the copy itself, but don't overstuff or you're gonna be penalized. Um, number two is incorporate SEO keywords into traditional PR materials. So just as you would with on-site content, when you write press releases, any messaging materials, any pitching notes or pitch angles, um, if you know that your contacts will just grab your description of products or just grab your story idea or some bullet points, then throw some keywords in there um, organically. Of course, it has to make sense. It has to be like how a person would write or communicate, but that will also help because then if your pitch gets picked up and that angle gets kind of used, then it will come through um, and you know that media coverage will have a really good value with SEO, but with um, press releases, like I said, it will have some impact, like it could come up in the search that you have this press release when there's keywords in it, but it's not really gonna have that 
major SEO juice like it used to, like way, way, way long time ago, like when they first, you know, when SEO was first a thing, um, and way less juice than having that same keyword come up in a media article related to your client that then would link to their website. So, you know, incorporating it into traditional PR materials is not a bad idea, and you never know where once those pitches go out and articles get picked up if they're running those keywords that you want. Um, prioritizing the places you put keywords. Definitely the header if it's organic and makes sense. And then that would also connect to the link of the story, the body of the story. I would say all of them are equally easy to include those keywords, those priority keywords. Three is backlinks. If you feel comfortable to ask for backlinks, um, you know, you, you would love to have them link to your client's website because backlinks from trusted media outlets can have a strong positive impact for your client's website rank in search. Um, sometimes outlets are now doing no follow links, which they designate the links to basically have no real SEO value. And we've had clients say, hey, this is a no-follow link. Can you ask them to change it? And the answer is no, because that was intentional. They're doing it on purpose. Um, a lot of times it's because they want to drive traffic to certain places for their own affiliate revenue purposes. This is something that the media is choosing to do. It's you know, if you can ask for backlinks, if you have a relationship or it's an outlet that you feel comfortable saying, you know, could you link back to the website or here's the link. We now are kind of in wanting backlinks, getting no follow links territory. And it depends on what the directive is from the top down. You can always ask about it. The better your relationship, the more comfortable, comfortable you feel. But backlinks are the best possible scenario so if you can ask for backlinks you feel comfortable with that backlinks from trusted media outlets have a strong positive impact on a website's rank in search so when you get a pr write-up you know and there's a link back that has tremendous value if it's a link that's a no follow link that doesn't have seo value it's it's like that website that referred is telling Google to ignore that link. So it's happening. Um, we believe it's for traffic to go to their preferred affiliate source. So that's, it's all like tied together. Um, so make sure your client has an SEO strategy in their marketing plan. So when media doesn't provide backlinks, the client's SEO strategy um, can have great value to make sure that the client is still searchable. The fourth way that SEO and PR go hand in hand is um, using priority keywords on social networks. So tweets, Instagram posts, Pinterest posts, and even TikToks they all have the potential to appear in search. So if you can help clients understand the relevant keywords and they know how or you are helping them incorporate those keywords into your social media posts as naturally as possible will help them gain extra visibility. 
Um, so, you know, it could be in hashtags, it could be in the description of the post or the video, but Google picks up on social content. YouTube is a huge search engine and we love YouTube because the content um, only gains value in search over time. Whereas social media content, maybe it's like pushed to the bottom or, uh, you know, it's very fleeting. Like after you are in the grid in the top nine or top 12, it's, and people don't even look at the grid content anymore. But Pinterest posts, like pins are searchable, really good strategy there um, to incorporate searchable pins. You can create them for your clients um, and for sure YouTube. So if they're creating like we do, do not sleep on YouTube. Um, it is uh, really valuable in terms of, you know, people are looking to learn how to do something or to learn about something, they're going to go search and look for a video. And uh, Google picks up, Google owns YouTube, so Google picks up on those video, you know, descriptions and subjects in search. Okay, the fifth reason I have is make sure your client's websites are mobile optimized. So websites have to be perceived by google as mobile friendly in order to rank high on search and it's obviously not up to you to fix it this is for their web developer or their web team but you can point it out to your clients and make that recommendation early so that you can set up your relationship for success mobile optimized so when you're about to start working with a client go to their website Look around, take screenshots of content that gets cut off or images that are loading too slowly. If your client's website has high resolution imagery, it's not mobile optimized. The longer it takes for a website to load, the lower Google's gonna rank it on SEO. So bring that value to your clients and that's useful to a client to hear that, right? So. Um, you want an SEO, uh, mobile optimized website for your clients. That'll help Google rank it higher. And uh, the other sort of like extra pro tip I'm going to give is that when it comes to search affiliate revenue possibilities, if you can show a gap. So you do your keyword research, you do your search volume research, and you find out that as it relates to your client's product or the problem that your client's product solves, there's a search that people are doing. And let's say the search volume is like 50 to 100,000 searches a week, a month. And the results that are returned are not, there's not a lot of content coming up. So people are searching for the solution to a problem they have, like how to keep coffee warm in my morning commute or how to keep coffee warm in my car, let's say. And you search, you look up and that search term, the volume of search is pretty high, 50 to 100,000 searches a month. But the results are not really uh, delivering a solution you've got SEO gold in terms of a pitch opportunity for your client's brand. And you should not go to every single media contact with that. You should go to a few that you know, write about coffee, write about morning commutes, write about 
you know, business commuting or the journey back to the office or whatever. And people are like, I'm going back to the office. How do I keep my coffee hot on my commute? And you have an ember cup that's a thermos and it keeps coffee warm on the commute. So you have the opportunity for the media to earn affiliate revenue by linking to your client's product by writing up the solution to keeping your coffee hot on your morning commute is the Ember mug, $100, get it here, right? That opportunity of high search volume in terms of the need, the question, whatever, and low results, that gap is your gold. So you can start to pitch that and tell your contacts, just so you know, this solves this need and people are looking for a solution. And we did a little quick keyword research and found that the search volume is this. Mention that in your pitch. That data-driven um, inquiry and consideration is what our media contacts are having to do in their jobs right now. That's what they're having to come up with is infotainment, right? It has to be something they're interested in learning about. It has to be quality content that they're sharing. And if they know that they're gonna generate revenue because a lot of people are looking for a solution and there's not a lot of results coming up in that search, that's the sweet spot, okay? So keep that in mind. That is a huge opportunity um, don't use that as a global pitch because you can't provide that to 20 different outlets and say, here's an opportunity. And now all of a sudden everybody's going for that because the search is going to get crowded and you're going to look like a jerk. You're going to look like you're, you know, giving the same information to multiple outlets. And what's the point? You want your contact to rank the highest and then they're going to keep wanting to write about you. Okay, a couple quick like essential tips and what to avoid. Never, never, never pay for editorial links. This almost always applies in PR, but it de definitely applies when it comes to SEO. The only time you should exchange money for a link is when you buy a sponsored post or advertorial from the publication itself and you're working on paid media. And even then, you should have like control over it and all of those things. Um, but some, you know, clients will hear from PR firms, oh, I only get paid if you get featured. Well, they're buying wholesale space in a publication, not ethically, and they're selling it off, for, you know, fractioned pieces of it for a full retail and when the publication finds out, they cancel that writer's vertical and they delete all the content and it has a negative SEO impact and it has uh, also like a black ball effect, honestly. Like our media contacts will say, I'm not gonna write up that client because they've done paid uh, features that you know kind of went behind the back of the publication unethically and they're toxic. So you should also look you should also look and um, when you're talking to a new client and ask them, you know, this, oh, this, this uh, Forbes feature, how did that come about? Did you pay for that? Did you pay Forbes? Did you pay the writer? Like what happened there? It's in contributors and freelancers contracts that they cannot take compensation. And when they do, 
it gets shut down and you get screwed your clients get screwed um don't use non-monetary compensation either so sometimes people try to be clever by creating compensation schemes that don't directly involve money and ex instead they'll do like product samples in exchange for a product review um and it's sort of like pay to play by getting around the financial side of it okay so any of these like submission sites or any of these like review sites they have really no editorial oversight and it gives them very little seo juice anyway so it's not worth it we work with editors and they genuinely review products less and less these days you guys all that really matters these days is that it converts in terms of sales so keep that in mind um you want to link to your site in a natural way so it's always best to link where you're using the name of the website you know or there is um you want it to not look so obvious as a rich anchor text which would be linking to the text that resembles a search query so it's written in a way that looks like somebody searching and it links to your client's website. So if you have too many links that have this rich anchor text, um, sometimes it, it would have a negative impact on SEO. So search engines find those links suspicious and it could negatively impact. So instead make sure that you're um, linking back to your client's website or that the, the, co the copy would link through your client's website with the name of the brand or whatever, right? Like mix it up because everything that's a search query, rich anchor text is gonna be, hmm, the SEO like engines, the search engine's gonna be like, what is going on here? They're trying a little too hard. It gets picked up, there's an algorithm. It's a very, very savvy. So the other uh, tip linked to relevant sites, backlinking is crucial to seo it can help you achieve unprecedented search engine rankings but in order to boost your po pr and seo strategy make sure you link to websites that are extremely relevant to your customers um, or your clients customers or industry and the more relevant the link the more valuable it's going to be to both um, the search engines and the users try not to use pr for link building and we know although link building is the bread and butter of SEO, that's not what we're doing in PR. That's not the goal of our efforts. PR is about awareness. It's about influencing audiences through effective messaging and through uh, features placed in the right uh, outlets so that you can be in front of your target audience. Um, it can also help you generate high quality links that'll improve the SEO search ranking of the website. But having said that, the links should be viewed as a valuable outcome, but not one of the KPIs. So one of your key performance indicators should not be the links. That should be like a nice to have, not a must have for your performance to be judged against. We are here for brand awareness and visibility, and the links are a lovely and wonderful outcome of that, right? Like I always say, um, we know that PR has positive SEO value, but that is not the purpose and the goal of PR, okay? So do not be afraid to tell your clients that, push back, because they will be like, give me links, give me links, and you have to say, no, 
that's not what we do. We will definitely, you know, hope for that um, and do the best we can, but that's not one of our KPIs. Sales is also not one of your KPIs, okay? Um, and then of course, avoid excess linking. So as you've seen, link building provides a lot of benefits to your PR strategy, um, but you can go overboard with it. So always aim for minimal linking to your sites, like once, twice max, and link only if it makes sense from the user's perspective and keep it non-commercial. It can't just be like in your face with all these links. And if you're doing a paid placement with a publication, make sure they get it and they don't overdo it. Okay, like you should be able to review the content um, and be able to get back to them and say, um, you know, we worry there might be too many links here. Um, links are good, too many is bad. You also want to make sure that it's not like really obviously a um, negative impact on Google with too many rich anchor text links in the article itself or your press release, okay? I know that's a lot and if you've never heard of SEO in this context, it might be a lot, but it's something to have on our radar. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I love you all so much. I'm so grateful that you found us. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.